This is the Kitzer of Sicha Beis in Chelik Yeralev, Parshas Kisisa. The Rabbi begins with the Pasek, Vayemar Moshe Vayikid Arza Vayishtachu, which is the Pasek that the Torah writes immediately after the Ebeshter tells Moshe Rabbeinu, the Yud Gimel Midas Arachamim. So Rashi says, Vayemar Moshe, those are the two words Rashi quotes from the Pasek. Kishara Moshe Shechina Iveres, when Moshe Rabbeinu sees the Shechina passing, and he heard the sound of the proclamation of the Yudgimomides Arachamim, Niyad Vayishtochu. Immediately, Moshe Rabbeinu bows. So the Rebbe here in the Sikha will discuss what exactly is Rashi coming to clarify. What's the question in the Pasik that Rashi is answering? The Gemara on this Pasik asks, Ma Ra Moshe? What exactly did Moshe Rabbeinu see that caused him to bow? So perhaps that's the question that Rashi is coming to address. But the Rebbe says, if you take a look into the words of Rashi, it's pretty clear that that's not what's bothering Rashi. First of all, the fact that Moshe Rabbeinu bowed after hearing the Yudgil and Midas Arachamim, that Abisha will forgive Yidin, and the mercy that Abisha has, which is tremendously good news, it's a reason to bow, to thank the Abishta. It's not the Pella that he bowed. And the Rebbe brings a source for this earlier in Parsha's boy, when the Yidin hear the good news of the fact that they're going to be redeemed, they also bowed. So it, that doesn't need any explanation. So the question of the Gemara of Mar Ra Moshe, according to Rashi in the Pshat of the Pasik, doesn't need an answer. On the other hand, Rashi here is clearly explaining that Moshe Rabbeinu did not bow because of the good news that he heard. Moshe Rabbeinu bowed because he saw the Shechina passing and he heard the sound, the voice, the proclamation. So where did Rashi take this from? What happens to the fact that Moshe Rabbeinu would naturally bow because of the good news? And also, the Rebbe says, it's very significant to look at the actual words that Rashi quotes from the Pasik, because those are the words that he's coming to explain. Rashi quotes from the Pasik Vayamar Moshe, implying that those are the words that he's coming, that's bothering him. But if the Pshat is that Rashi is coming to explain the Heshtachavo, so Rashi should have quoted those words from the Pasik, Vayikad Arza Vayishtachu. So the Rebbe goes on to say that it's pretty clear that what's bothering Rashi is Vayamar Moshe. That Moshe Rabbeinu, in a haste, in a hurry, bowed. What's the pshat in this? Rashi is coming to explain why, why Moshe Rabbeinu is doing things in a haste. And that's on that Rashi says he does, he, he, he's bowing in a haste because the Shechina is passing and he hears the sound. That is the right approach to understanding Rashi. He's addressing the words of Ayamar Moshe. But the Rebbe says it needs a further clarification here. First of all, the fact that Moshe Rabbeinu does something bezrizos is not a pella. It's expected. Moshe Rabbeinu should do everything bezrizus. Any mitzvah, any holy thing should be done bezrizus. You find it by the Ovis, by Avram Avinu, and by Moshe himself when he was on his way to Mitzrayim. And he didn't make the bris for his son immediately in the first opportunity. So Moshe Rabbeinu was almost uh, got the Einish of Misa for that. So that itself, for sure, Moshe Rabbeinu took the lesson from there that anything that he does in the future has to be done bezrizus. So, what's the big pellet that the Torah says by Amar Moshe? Then the Rebbe takes a look into the exact seder of the words of Rashi. Rashi says, Shoma Kriya. He heard the sound of the proclamation. But before that, actually, Rashi, let's say again, the word, the seder of Rashi. First it says, Ra Moshe Veres. That he sees the Shechina passing. Afterwards, Rashi says, Shoma Kriya. That he hears the sound of the proclamation. Shouldn't it be the other way around? Doesn't Moshe Rabbeinu first hear the sound of the proclamation of Yud Gil Achamim, and after that the Shechina passes? Another thing that Rebbe says, Rashi says, Ro Moshe. Moshe Rabbeinu saw the Shechina. 
But doesn't it say earlier that Moshe Rabbeinu requested to see the Eibishter, and the Eibishter clearly told him that that the is going to cover him upon a lawyer, only but upon a lawyer that he won't be able to see the Eibishter. So what, what happens over here when Rashi says that Moshe Rabbeinu did see? Then the Rebbe's Medayik, why does it say Vishoma Koil Hakriya? What does this word Koil mean? The sound of the proclamation. What's that extra word of the sound? And also, Rashi says, Miyad Vayishtochu, emphasizing that it was immediate. And Rashi actually skips what it says in the Pasik that Vayikoid. Vayikoid is, is the first stage of bowing. As the Rebbe will soon explain what that is. But Rashi goes straight to the Vayishtochu. Why does Rashi do that? So the Rebbe Mamish goes through every single word over here in Rashi, and you could see that there's something else going on in this Rashi. What is that? So the Rebbe explains that if you pay attention to what Rashi is doing here, Rashi is telling us how to read the Psukim here. What's really bothering Rashi is, Vayimar Moshe. It actually is so obvious that Moshe Rabbeinu would do everything Bezrizus, and he definitely did any mitzvah or any holy thing Bezrizus. Why does the Torah have to specify the fact that there was Rizus here? That's what's bothering Rashi. He understands the Mihirus, but why is it necessary for the Torah to specify it if it's so obvious? From this, Rashi tells us that what really happened over here is that not after Moshe Rabbeinu heard the Yud Gilmamidasarachamim, after it was all done and the Abishra was passing and he was leaving, then Moshe Rabbeinu bows. Immediately as the Abishta arrives and begins to pass, and begins to say the Yud Gilmamidasarachamim, as soon as he just hears the sound of the Abishta coming and beginning to say the Yud Gilmamidasarachamim, then he bowed. That's why the Torah says, Vayimai Moshe. Vayimai Moshe means that it happened right away, immediately as arrived. And that's why Rashi says, Miyad Vayishtochu. So what Rashi is being mechadish here is, although the Pasik is written after the Yud Gilmamidasarachamim, because the Torah, as the Rebbe explains in the Ha'ara here, the Torah doesn't want to interrupt in between describing the arrival of the Shekhinah and the Yud Gilmamidasarachamim with the fact that Moshe bowed, but when the Torah writes afterwards that he bowed, it really goes back to the beginning that Vayamai Moshe, that he bowed immediately when the Ebeshter arrived. That's the Chiddush Rashi. And Rashi says first, Ra Moshe Shechina Iveres, because that was the main reason why Moshe Rabbeinu bowed. The fact that he saw the Shechina coming. This, he saw this as a fulfillment of his request that he wants to see the Shechina. And he sees he's standing in the presence of a king of the Ebeshter, immediately he bows. Now the Rebbe adds that Moshe Rabbeinu uh, definitely bowed also for the Besurah Teva. But the Pasuk is not talking about that. That's obvious that Moshe Rabbeinu bowed or found a way how to thank the Ebishter for the Besurah Teva. But that's not the Chiddush of this Pasuk. The Chiddush here is that as soon as the Shechina arrives, Moshe Rabbeinu was able to see. And right then Moshe Rabbeinu bowed. The Rebbe has another few pshatim in the Ha'ara 21 regarding the Hishtachava on the Besura Teva, but the point is the Rebbe says that's not the theme of the Pasik here when it says Vayimai Moshe that he bowed. And the Rebbe says, now that we understand that Moshe Rabbeinu bowed as soon as the Shechina arrives, we can say that that Moshe Rabbeinu was able to see. That the Ebeshter did allow him. It's not included in what the Ebeshter told him before that he won't be able to see. When it says that he won't be able to see, that is referring to when the Ebeshter is actually passing and in front of him. He doesn't have the ability to see Ponite, to see the face of the Ebeshter directly when the Shechina is in front of him. When the Ebeshter comes to pass right at the beginning and Moshe Rabbeinu is able to take a general glance at the Shechina, that was possible. That was at the beginning when the Ebeshter arrived. 
After that, Moshe Rabbeinu's face was covered and he couldn't see the Shechina. And then when the Shechina is passing and leaving, then Moshe Rabbeinu was able to see and look and see clearly the Keshashal Tefillin, which is what Vesachayra is, which is actually even greater than the glance that Moshe Rabbeinu saw right at the beginning. So it's not a contradiction. There's three stages to this. There's when the Shechina arrives, and that Moshe Rabbeinu could have a general glance, and immediately he bows. When the Shechina is there right in front of him, Moshe Rabbeinu is covered and he can't see. And then when the Shechina leaves, he's able to have a closer look, but only at Achayrai, at the Keshashal Tefillin. Now that I have adds, according to this, we could say that when the Pasuk says, Vayamar Moshe, it's not only referring to the timing, implying that Moshe Rabbeinu actually bowed before, and not like it would seem from the order of the Pasuk that he bowed later, but it's also describing the act of the bowing itself, that he bowed in a, in a in tremendously quick fashion. He threw himself to the ground with an unusual zrizis, even more than the regular zrizis that would have been in any other case where Moshe Rabbeinu did everything with zrizis. Because the Rebbe says when the, 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 the Shechina, the Ebishter himself here, you're in the presence of the king, you bow with a different kind of enthusiasm and bittle to the king than if you just know that the king is in the, in the room or present and you don't see him, and you're not, you don't see him clearly. Over here, when the Shechina appears to Moshe, Moshe Rabbeinu sees his bowing was definitely with a tremendous haste that he threw himself to the ground. And therefore the Rebbe says, Rashi, when he says, yishtochu, Rashi skips the stage of Vayikoid. Vayikoid, according to Rashi, means you bow your head. And then Vayishtochu is when you completely spread yourself out onto the ground. It's sort of two stages in, in showing honor. When you bow, and then you fully uh, spread out on the ground. But over here, Moshe Rabbeinu did it in such a hurry that you couldn't identify it as two separate stages. Moshe Rabbeinu threw himself to the ground and you didn't even notice that, it, that there was a bow with his head and then he threw himself to the ground. Rashi wants to explain that it was with a tremendous hurry that Moshe Rabbeinu threw himself to the ground. In the conclusion of the Sikha, the Rebbe says, according to Yenish Shaltaira, the choice of Rashi's word, that he says, Shechina, that Moshe Rabbeinu saw the Shechina, the reason why Rashi chooses this word of Shechina, because in Tanya, the Rebbe says, that Shechina refers to the presence of the Eibishter, which is revealed and enclosed, and connected to the world. It comes and is revealed. And that's what the Rashi is trying to say here. As soon as Moshe Rabbeinu saw the presence of the Shechina, that came close to him, that was revealed to him, immediately when he saw that Shechina, that Shechina, Shechina, Shemeslabeshes, immediately, Moshe Rabbeinu bowed. That's why Rashi uses the choice of this word, Shechina.